0: Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows.
2: Sarah Meadows. Melissa Delp.
1: Kevin Delp. Ryan Pills.
2: Katie Pills.
1: And Psychic Larry. In the house! We just got back from Mega Moose Con, which happens to be a small local con in Richburg, South Carolina this past week. Got to play some games there. So we're going to be talking about that on the show. We're also headed to Essen in just... Two weeks? Is that That's too soon. I'm not ready. It is two weeks. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about some of the games we're looking forward to seeing there. Uh, we've also got some Kickstarters that we're going to be bringing to you today, as well as why don't we just start this conversation by talking about some of the games that we've had on the table recently. I mean, we might as well just jump in and talk about what we just finished playing. Stranger
3: Things. Stranger Things. Attack of the Mind Flare. This
1: is a social Flayer. deduction game. Mind Flayer. Flayer. Player. No,
3: that's Flare. Good job, everyone. Flare? Flare.
1: Flair, <laughs> Larry, give us the rundown. How did we play this game, and why did you win? I lost, <laughs>
4: and oh, <shoot. laughs> and I was on your team, right? <laughs> that's why I lost.
5: No, me oh. and Jonah
4: won. <laughs> it comes together now. It was
5: it was uh, Max and Lucas
2: that pulled it out at the end. Oh, th-
4: that's cool. I think I picked the wrong player or something. I don't know about any of them. You just went too heavy on throwing those mind flares at Katie. You were
5: throwing those mind flares too hard at me <laughs> that you were forgetting that Sarah needed to be turned too.
4: It's true. I wasn't sure what, what Ryan was doing over there because apparently he didn't know that I was on his team.
0: Yeah, I missed it somehow <laughs> in the initial reveal. So. Um, I ended up sitting next to another Mind Flayer, and then we both worked on Mind Flaying Katie, so I really didn't do anything useful.
4: <laughs> now we know what happened. So what's
0: this game about, <laughs> <It's true>. then? <laughs>
4: well, it's a social deduction game um, where, obviously, everyone has a secret role, Um but you are getting three cards in your hand, and then you're going to add your secret roll card to your hand, but... We have a deck of cards that we flip over one by one going around the table and you have to hand out the cards. So there's a bunch of different cards. There's some mind flares. There's some hard hits that can some delicious waffles. knock you out. Um, then there's helping hands and some what was it, memories. VHS, memories. memories. It was a VHS tape um, that can help negate the bad cards in your hand. Um, but from there, you're trying to see you're who's to doing go what. Through
5: a deck. And assign cards to somebody like you take turns like passing the deck flipping a card over and being like who wants this and if nobody wants it you just have to give it to somebody or if you are trying to knock somebody out or turn them you might just assign the card to them regardless of what they
3: say about it
1: <laughs> and then every once in a while an event card will kind of happen which does something which was unique they were all kind of interesting um, I can't think of any examples right now, of course.
3: One of them, switch
1: players' seats. Oh, yeah. So you actually move spots at the table. And then after you've done whatever the action is, you're going to pass one card to the player on your left one and one card to the player on your right. And those can be detrimental or generic. Or, well, I guess they can't really be too detrimental. I guess you could pass a hard hit. But if you've are if you been flayed, if you are a mind flayer. You can then pass those cards out mind and flayed? spread the disease.
5: Right. Once you collect three of the Mind Flayer cards into your hand, regardless of what your starting role was, you become Mind flayed. Three active ones. Yes, three active ones with nothing negating it. Um, and then with the same with the hard hits. So if you've been hit three times and don't have anything to negate it, you are out of the game.
3: It happened... Uh, A couple of people got knocked out. A couple people, I was... Yeah, am thinking it could happen more.
2: Yeah. In the first game, Jonah got knocked out pretty <laughs> early because no mean. one uh, trusted him.
1: <laughs> I, I, totally he was out. I was actually bad. I was right, but I was totally throwing shit yeah, out he, just, <laughs> Everybody knock him out.
5: Yeah, he he started out as one of the, the bad guys in the first, or one of the possessed. And I
3: feel like we had like four people that were still alive and sane at the first game that were still like, yeah, but good. we also
5: played that one wrong.
3: That's true. The we second did. time we played, there was only two people left and they were close to dying. Too. They were
2: close. They were so. close to being mind flayed. Yeah, and I held out till the very last meeting where I got the, the final mind flayer card passed. On that last to me. Turn. So in the last turn I became possessed, which is what they call the the bad players, the yep. The bad team.
1: It's pretty interesting because at the beginning of the game you do get a chance like in Werewolf to look at the other players who start the game possessed and so you have some information to start with. However, if you get possessed halfway through the game, you're kind of like, ugh, I mean I'm either the guy on my left or my right is on my team. I don't know who it was and I don't know anybody else in the game. So the first game I was kind of like I was in the same boat as Melissa. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a survivor. This is great. I've made it the whole game. Last turn. Stuck me.
0: Ah, shoot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Second game, I was possessed to start off with. Great. <laughs> so much control. So much strategy. It was really interesting.
3: So I don't like games where you have to continue to close your eyes. like right? every, every round, night? Every round. So this was nice. It only happens at the beginning of the game, and then you're that's it for the rest of the game. I did like that about this one.
1: Yeah, I thought it had a lot of good things going on for social deduction. When you said that there was player elimination immediately, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like it. However, I super loved kicking out Jonah and
3: Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will say that's still one of the things I don't like in the game because Jonah basically didn't get to play any of it, so... At but least he, but was, he won the second game. He did win the second game, and it was a short game. So.
1: And the tough thing would be, I know Hannah was just watching us play, and she was like, oh, it's even better watching it than it was being in it. But that situation changes when you get kicked out, because then you don't have that information at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. So yeah, they need to have like a, oh, you're dead? Everyone go to sleep? No, I don't like going to sleep. <laughs> 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 I want to know who's tricking who, though, the rest of the game. Uh, not perfect, but good. It was a good game. The components were simple. And obviously, if you like Stranger Things, it's got a pretty fun theme that... that Pretty thematically lined up with the actual gameplay. The art
3: was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, it's
5: yeah. only a 30-minute game, too. Yeah. So even... We played with... How many players should we play we with? We played
3: all the full, full complement. Ten.
5: Ten players, and it still was a 30-minute game. Right.
3: And if you want to see a playthrough of this, check it out on our channel, the YouTube channel, and you'll see... A six plus game. We'll see how many people actually arrive, but we're going to play at least six players Thursday night. So it'll already be live by the time this episode goes live. I will say
1: one of the things we need to do at the end of that video, and and these are like this is my favorite part of social deduction games, are that ten minutes afterwards, sure. where you just chit chat and talk about.
5: You laugh about. Wait a minute! You started you out it. as a possessed person. Yes. What? Yep, yep.
1: Definitely created that yeah. good stuff. Any other cool games you guys have been playing, whether just on the table or at Mega Moose Con this weekend?
0: Ooh, Mega a Moosecon. I got to play role player again. I uh, originally played it at Richard Lanius' house, but we played it with, like, custom rules or mm. something. There was some unusual stuff which didn't show up. Didn't well give you the yes, instructions. This one we played with, like, <laughs> all of the expansions and everything. It was a lot of fun. I, I think I won by, like, one point. It was. Did you get it? Oh, I good job. Yeah. I think
1: Liam. I think you beat Liam by like one point. Yeah, I lost. I did terrible. <laughs> I also did have some misstrew. It wasn't even my fault. That I was playing by the wrong rules. <laughs> I was asking questions, and they were like, "Yeah, coins are definitely worth points at the end of the game."
5: Oh, you Not need that. True. You need that shirt right now. That's on our Kickstarter. Oh, I do. Are, are you sure those are the rules?
4: <laughs> for for yeah, sure. I had
0: two weapon cards that were giving me coins all the time. I was like, "Oh, great! These are all points." And then we actually looked up the rule. They're not points, so I had to make a hard, hard pivot, but uh, it still paid off.
1: It was late in the game for me, too late.
0: Yeah, And then we also played Lost Ruins of Arnak, and uh, I could have had a little more forewarning about the asymmetry behind some of the character abilities. I played <laughs> the Mystic, and apparently, for a first-time player, that is not the one to pick. <laughs> Because hmm, I was good. I was drawing the fear cards into my hand every round, and uh, that that's what waters down your hand and gives you negative points at the end of the game if you don't get rid of them.
2: Yeah, I would say the mystic's probably an advanced character on the uh, the scale of
1: diving in the yeah. deep end. I mean,
0: it, it gave me some neat powers, but I didn't know how to leverage them well.
1: Very cool. You guys got to play Ark Nova yet again.
0: Oh
4: yeah, how'd that one go? Played it a couple times actually. Um, it went pretty well played with jonah and andrew andrew played it for the first time uh he picked up on it pretty quick you guys Um, played a fast game yeah the three of us two and a half hours teaching andrew too so we mowed right on through but yeah jonah beat me in this one he had a few more points it was close until the end but he had a few extra end game points i like i mean i like playing the game just because it's it's different every time that deck of cards for the the zoo that you flip through it's there's so many cards like you never get through the whole deck or you never end up playing with some cards and then the next game you can see new cards like it's so many different ways you can play and there's the asymmetrical boards that you can play as well um that also help so it was it was fun i enjoyed playing it Cool. Any other fun games you enjoyed playing at Mega Moose? Oh, yeah. So many fun <laughs> games. Let's hear the good one. Yeah. We played a new game called Dice Theme Park. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, Will taught us the rules, <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> I was literally taking notes so I would know like how to make the graphic at the end, and I wrote, Dice Theme Great. Will cheated. <laughs> he definitely did cheat. We started off the game... Um, I don't. I had never played Dice Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, also so, from Alley Cat Games. This game is very similar to that one, apparently, with a few rule changes and maybe a few or, more.
5: <laughs> and depending on who teaches you, Correct. it could be really different.
4: So, so if go you, ahead. I mean, if you played the game, uh, you generally know you're rolling. The, you're rolling the die, and you're selecting die for your. The die are the people in your theme park. park. And you're using the die to go through and activate each one of your rides. So uh, when you activate the rides, you roll down the pips, and then you move them. The rules say to an adjacent <laughs> ride. If you read the We rules. were told, hey, just move them into your park anywhere you want. <laughs> so we were going all over the place. It was a very high-scoring game. Oh, it was very high-scoring. I was And they gave you these uh, mascots that let you kind of change your dye the color or the pips and i was not using any of them because i was just moving my dye wherever i wanted after <laughs> i was like what am i using these mascots for <laughs> and then will told me i can use them to change ones to sixes so i was like Okay, well I'll change all my ones back to sixes. There were <laughs> so many that never leave the park.
5: Uh, yeah, and and the in the meantime Larry's going, "This game is broken." As it turns out. It was really?
1: actually Andy. Andy was like, "Can you you really you could just do that?" And yeah. I'm like, I, "I mean, I think so." And he was he was he, <laughs> was, he yeah, was trying to somebody play Somebody
5: else just needed to read these real fast. The
4: word adjacent was just stuck in there. It was yeah. like a small font. I I tried to I tried to warn Andy. I was like, here's the rules, you probably should read these. And <laughs> he he was literally like, ah. said that when we sat down. So but Andy was actually trying to go adjacent. He was. And he, was he like did pretty, have the lowest score. <laughs> he was putting the challenge on himself. But he also was cheating because he was upgrading so many things. At once, but oh. you're only allowed to upgrade two. to what? To, so two. you
5: basically played your own game. It was great. Oh, with yeah. The House components that game. were given to you. Right, yeah, yeah. it was really okay. good.
4: <laughs> but halfway through the game, we were just like, "Hey, what are you doing? Oh yeah, go ahead, do that. You need five <laughs> <buy> more <laughs> money to get to that point. <laughs> five more money. Why not? i a couple more times. You might as well. It's probably Will's fun. theme
3: park, Larry's theme park, Will's theme Andy's park. theme park. So
4: what about Dice theme park? Oh yeah,
1: we probably played that game somewhere in there.
4: I don't. Will tried it at the end. It was interesting. It was harder.
1: But it, but it was still pretty doable. You just needed, you needed more of
3: those maps. That The maps yeah. made sense. As <laughs>
4: well, long as you cheated in the first three rounds, the last set round was <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> Melissa and I got an early copy of Splendor Duel. Now, mm. the original Splendor does play, I believe, two to four or five players. But they decided to make a two-player only version that has basically new rules. Same sort of like you're collecting gems and things like that but uh, it's got... Even how you collect gems is different than the regular Splendor. Um, So we played it... Well, I guess we've only played it once so far, but we got to see an early copy of it at Gen Con.
2: Yeah, so this version actually comes with a game board, and you put um, the tokens, instead of them just being stacked next to the cards like normal, they go out on this board in a spiral pattern. And then when you... If you choose to take tokens, you have to take adjacent tokens. So you can take three. Is that adjacent a, word? I'm <laughs> sure it's adjacent tokens, <laughs> adjacent. not any <laughs> token. <laughs> uh, up to three. It can be vertical, horizontal, or diagonal. So it's kind of limiting your choices instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to take whatever three colors that I want. They still have gold. You can only take it... Um, that's the only thing you can take on your turn. You can't take gold with other tokens. Uh, something really interesting is the cards, a lot of them actually have powers on them. So not only are you getting the cards to increase your gem production, like in regular Splendor Duel. So you're. No, in regular Splendor. Right, in regular Splendor. <laughs> um, but some of them will have a power. So when you play it, You can take a gem of your choice or you can steal a gem from someone else or you get this privilege scroll, which you can then turn in to get a gem off the board. So there's a little bit more going on with the card collection, not just the points and the color of gems to get to those higher ones. Um, It's been a it's been a long time since I've played regular Splendor. I know several people here have played it. What are the win conditions in regular Splendor?
5: You have to make it to a certain... Um, I
4: think um, it's yeah. 10. 10 points? No, it's, it's, it's like 20. 12 or 15. So
2: there's a Kevin point... Kevin's saying 20.
5: Well, 20. I was oh, asking okay. what oh. it is in it, regular. I think it's 15 okay. in, the, in the regular one. And then uh, we just played the Splendor Marvel, and you also have to have one of each oh. mine plus... Or like one of each of the Infinity Stones. Stones. And there's one that you can only get by... Having things out of the top row.
2: Okay, well, so. Splendor Duel has three different conditions. The first person to meet one of those conditions immediately wins the game. Oh, and any, it's gonna be. Anyone,
5: not multiple conditions. Right,
2: so oh. it's gonna be either, I believe, 20 points, 10 points in one color, Four. or some of the cards have crowns on them. And if you get a certain number of crowns, you win the game,
3: not crayons.
2: Crowns. Like royalty crowns. Sounds fun either crowns. way. Huh? <laughs> um, and it does have a few of kind of like the noble cards mm-hmm. from um, regular Splendor. The cards are smaller. Mm-hmm. They're kind of tiny. they yeah,
3: remind me of the old Ticket to Ride size cards. Oh,
2: from the original Ticket to Ride. Mm. The, the mini cards. The mini cards. Anyway, Splendor Duel. It is. Feels a lot like Splendor, but has some additional mechanics and win conditions. So if you like Splendor and you play a lot of two-player games, definitely check it out.
1: All right, let's take a break for a moment and get a shout-out to our sponsors.
2: This episode is sponsored by Flame Point Games. Their game, Towering Perfection, is coming to Kickstarter October 6th, and it has cats in it. And we're going to hear more about it in our Kickstarter connection. Kickstarter
3: connection.
1: In this episode, we're going to be talking about seven games that are coming to crowdfunding platforms the second half of September. Kevin, why don't you
3: start us out? All right. Well, the first one I'm going to be talking about is Terraforming Mars Dice Game. This is launching on September 27th. You might hear that date. Um, some other times this evening, because September 27th is going to be a big, big date for Kickstarters. Uh, Stronghold Games and Firx Games is launching the a new edition of Terraforming Mars called Terraforming Mars: The Dice Game, and this is for one to four players. It takes about 45 minutes to play. Uh, This is a card-driven game, just like other Terraforming Mars games, but this has dice in it, and dice are mainly your resources. You're going to be rolling your dice. They become resources. Uh, There's not really any way to re-roll your dice, but there is ways to change the sides of the dice that have different icons on them to become different resources. There are are ways to mitigate that throughout the game. But you're trying to basically get the most points. There's there's a board in the game, Terraforming Mars. Uh, You are making the oxygen levels go up, the temperature up. You're putting oceans on putting trees and cities so it's a it's a terror it feels like terror from mars but there is that dice element uh with rolling the dice we have a playthrough on our channel that you can check out i believe it's going live this week um that we played a four-player game and it was a it was actually a close one so you have to look out or check that one out to see uh who was the final victor
0: ryan coming october 4th from Ludimus games is we're sinking A Pirate's Dilemma. Uh, Pirates. (laughs) We're sinking. So uh, this is a game for three to six players. And the idea is that every round you go through uh, several stages. And those stages will bring treasure and water cards into your ship. And you have to, amongst yourselves, try to agree on who's going to do what to try to save the vessel. But some people can go and... uh, Pull water cards off of the water pile. Some people can choose to go to the um, treasure or plunder.
2: Like um, Will being greedy.
0: I mean, I was honest. (laughs) And gain just straight up treasure cards. Uh, You can also help by going. There's a pile where it's um, breaches in your ship that are bringing in more water or broken cannons. Um, Sometimes some locked treasure chests will end up in this one and you can go there and fix something. So less water is coming in, or you could steal some treasure chests if those have shown up. And the last one, you can uh, fire the cannons that you've fixed at whatever big monster is attacking your vessel. So uh, you're all trying to decide, work together, quote unquote, to uh, keep the ship afloat. But you're also trying to get treasure because at the end of the game, The game ends either when you defeat the monster that's trying to sink your vessel or when the vessel sinks. So you can try to push the game towards either ending if you think you're going to win that way. And the winning condition is a little different because if the vessel sinks, you don't want to have any cards at all. You want to get rid of as many cards as you can, have the lightest hand, Swim away.
5: So you can swim out of there. Yeah, because there's
0: only one lifeboat. So whoever can get to that lifeboat first, they live and they have won. But if you defeat the monster, everybody lives. And whoever has collected the most plunder, the most treasure uh, value on their cards throughout the game, they're the ones who win. So you kind of have to pick a focus, either having few cards or the most treasure, and then accelerate the game towards that ending. Um, if you kind of split the difference, you will not win, which I have found several times now. <laughs>
2: so we do have a playthrough of this on our channel. So if you want to see who was honest, who was sneaky, and who kept stealing treasure, we'll um, watch our playthrough.
1: All right, says the sneaky one. <laughs> Katie, what do you got?
5: All right, so I'm talking about tower Towering Perfection. Um There it is. Spelled like purring of a cat. Perfection. Um, This is a game that's coming to Kickstarter. Kevin, when did you say it was coming to Kickstarter?
3: October 6th.
5: October 6th. I can't believe we're already talking about October stuff. Um, But um, we are. This is going to be for um, two to five players. It's going to be a pretty quick um, game. It's only about 30 minutes um, and this is going to be a simultaneous action and drafting game with some real-time elements. It's going to be a lot of tile placement um, because the basic idea is that you are um, trying to build the perfect cat tower for your cats and you have basically a whole warehouse of items that you can use um, to build these cat towers Um, so in, in this game, it looks like there's going to be a lot of fun and bright colors and cat illustrations. Um, it's definitely be being promoted as a good family game. So if that sounds interesting to you, definitely check it out. Coming to Kickstarter. That is towering perfection. And, Over to Will.
1: I'm ready for you. I'm looking at Materia Prime or Prima, and it's a new expansion that's coming out for the game, the Inquisition expansion. Uh, Materia Prima is a, man, it's got everything going on. It's like a grid based, dice rolling, grid movement game where you're going to be doing a lot of hand management. You are uh, alchemists who are uh, trying to grow your powers and abilities. You also have these cool little helper things. I don't even, I don't remember what they're called, but they could be like these crazy little creatures. And this new Inquisition expansion is a big box expansion. It adds a new cooperative mode, a new solo mode, and a new sixth player uh, ability. So it expands the game in lots of different ways. It's going to add a bunch of new um, additional campaign things. Like the the original game is, I think, co-op. And this one adds like cooperative campaigns. So you're going to be going through the game and acting as alchemists, trying to gather all these resources, trying to uh, build your different elements and do some really neat stuff in the game. We're going to have a preview of the game on our channel coming soon. I don't know if that will be live by the time this video goes live, but there's a decent chance. So if you want to learn more about that one, you can check it out on Kickstarter. And then I think we're going to, Melissa, you got another one? Yes. Our first one, maybe? Mm -hmm.
2: So on September 27th, Calliope Games is bringing... Four Corners, and they're going to have two versions of this, Four Corners Kaleidoscope and Four Corners Galaxy. They both play the same way, they just have a different aesthetic. And the game is for one to six players, plays in about 30 minutes. You have a, basically a grid board that you're placing tiles in. Kevin and I have played the kaleidoscope version, so there's these bright patterns and fractals on the tiles. So each tile has a center pattern, and then at each corner is a little sliver of a pattern. There's, I don't know, maybe about seven different patterns in the game. As you lay tiles, you're trying to get the same patterns together, either the large patterns in the middle, or you're trying to put four of the little corners together so it makes the same pattern. So... Four Corners Fractals is what they call them. You're going to have cards, goal cards in your hand. Three goal cards and they're going to show some of these patterns and those are the ones that you're trying to get either in those lines of large patterns or the four fractals together. On your turn you can place a tile into the board. It has to be next to another tile. has to match something or you can replace a tile. So things are constantly changing and you're trying to set things up for yourself but then other people may have the same goal you have and then they swoop in and score their goal oh, before yeah. you can <laughs> uh, after you score a goal you have to change some things out in the board so it's not still out there but uh, yeah it was very interesting you can play teams when you have four Actually, or six like it
3: at the teams. Because you're working with someone else.
1: So they're helping you they're sort on of,
3: your... You know what your goal, your team goals are, but of course the other teams don't. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. maybe the other teams will help us get there, get the things.
2: Yes, because your goals are hidden from the other players. So you're kind of like, oh, is Will going for the blue s- splayed pattern or the yellow <laughs> kind of star pattern? Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that is four corners from Calliope, and I have a how-to-play video that will be on the channel for it with more in-depth of all the rules. (laughs) Kevin.
3: Our last one for the Kickstarter Conniption segment is from Inside Up Games. This is launching on September, you won't believe it, 27. What a day. Uh, This is Draft and Write Records. This is for 1 to 6 players. I know on BGG, if you're looking it up, it says 2 to 6. So I just found out they're making solo rules for it. It takes about 30 to 60 minutes to play. This is a roll and write style game, but instead of rolling dice, you're going to be drafting cards. You're going to be getting cards like band members to add to your band. And put them, basically your player sheet Um, that you're going to be drawing on or writing on is divided into different sections. The main section in the middle is, I think there's 10 positions for band members, if memory serves me. And you're going to have like a lead singer, and you're going to have support staff and things like that. But um, each card, each musician card has a number in the middle, which is points, and then it has four colors surrounding it, like yellows, blues, reds, and purples. And those colors are added to your player board, and then when you place other band members and if their colors match to the one that's next to them, then they're going to create harmonies, which is going to give you rewards. And then you start chaining your rewards. Um, when you start collecting or connecting multiple colors to multiple band members, there's also other sections that are going to give you, like agenda bonuses and harmony bonuses and asset bonuses. There's lots of ways to chain rewards.
2: Combo, 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 combo. combo
3: Combo-tastic. The left side of the player board is a tour, your tour bus, and you're basically another way of getting points is to go on tour. Um, Basically, throughout the game, you are checking things off and you're trying to place them in the different spots will hopefully give you even more points by the end of the game. Um, there are scandals in the game, scandal cards, which give you negative points. So you're trying to draft, not draft those and make make other players draft those. So yeah, it plays pretty quickly. Um, I would say a lower player count compared to a higher player count is going to be a totally different game. Because like in any drafting game, lower player counts, you're going to see your cards again, which you can plan a little bit better. But in a higher player count game, um, you're never going to see your hand again. So you're sort of trusting or waiting to see what you're going to get.
2: Yeah, and we will have a playthrough on our channel. And an overview. This.
3: So if, whatever whatever you would like, an overview or a playthrough, you can see both. So that is Kickstarter Conniption. I'll we ready for our our segment of the podcast what do we call this segment the, the segment th- <laughs> the <theme. laughs> the let's theme. call it
1: that we need, we need a name give us a name everybody in the audience description the only our thing we didn't talk about in our discussion. kickstarter connection was the fact that our kickstarter is going on right now is so this
3: still, is this are we still gonna be live by the time uh, maybe
1: this i hope i don't know if not go check out the late pledges <laughs> will we not be this is gonna go live next monday
2: you might Should
1: be just be. missing it so, i don't know okay. Anyway, either way, I, I
2: think it. Are, yeah, we, it are we, we are we live till the thirtieth?
3: We are live till the thirtieth, oh, so, so yes. we're good. Ooh, Check it out. Going time on right travel. Now. Thank you, Kim.
2: Ooh.
1: It's hot. These are the last moments of our campaign. You should go help uh, get some cool stuff for yourself and help our channel in the next season. We've got... Because we want to continue our podcast, right? We would love to. I
3: mean, if we Is had to stop time? certain things, oh, we might no. have to drop some things. Are we
1: threatening them? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear any more episodes of Kevin... I
3: know. There seems like there could be a lot of podcasts that are board games, specific podcasts that are just not... Ending. It- yeah, not they're just ending. We need to know you're I mean, listening out there. A couple years ago Dice Tower stopped their main one mm-hmm. and I just heard Dukes of Dice stopped theirs. Oh, so I didn't know yeah. that. One. So.
1: They probably don't have as much fun as we do just chilling out on a Monday night recording stuff in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> <what it> <laughs> and maybe they don't have any listeners. Hopefully, we got listeners. Hopefully, you guys are out there. Hopefully, you enjoy the show, and uh, hopefully, listeners. you'll go check out our uh, Kickstarter. This on right now. We've got a bunch of amazing promo cards from a bunch of really cool sponsors. We got some cool T-shirts. We got some uh, board game bags, and all kinds of other what kind of stuff. What they
3: need to do is go to Kickstarter.com and look for Tantrum House Season Nine. That's what you do. That's how they're going to find us.
1: And then when you find it, scroll down, find something cool that you need to add to your collection. And uh, Or just sponsors for five bucks and say thanks for putting a cool show on. <laughs> we do enjoy making this stuff, and we, we really enjoy knowing that you guys are listening, that you appreciate it, and uh, your support does mean a lot to us. So uh, if you're interested, we'd love you to check out that campaign and show some love. Let's show some love to some board games that we're going to check out at Essen, though. Uh, I'll start us off because I got one that I don't know anything about the board game other than I think I know who the designers are and that I assume it's going to be hard and I want to play it. Contra, the board game, oh. is coming.
3: This is like based on the video game, isn't it?
1: It is. The old Nintendo game. One of the hardest Nintendo games ever. That's funny. Unless you had the Konami code. This is like where the cheat code came from. You were You were not winning this game.
0: Have you played this,
5: Katie?
1: I'm in favor of cheating.
5: I'm not very much of a video gamer. I oh, occasionally watch God. Ryan play things, but that's because I'm bored in the evening. On the,
1: <laughs> I should click on this. See if I can get more information. I believe this is a Brady yeah I'll say yeah Brady Sadler Adam Sadler uh, being published by blacklist games oh, interesting one to four players I got a peek at it at gamma a year two years ago or something it's been a while hmm. and um, like the box itself looks like a video game which you got to be which is great and I mean it's, it's definitely the IP of Contra so I'll be very curious to see how it plays how difficult it is how winnable it is with that I, there's got to be a cheat code in it if there's not a cheat code in the game then it's, I'm not gonna buy it, but otherwise, I'm gonna check out Contra.
3: If you check out our top ten SN video, is Contra is there on there? No, no, I didn't think but so. I was gonna say we talking about more than ten games in our top ten anticipated.
1: <laughs> in case you thought there was only ten,
3: no,
5: Kevin showing me the list. It's a ridiculous list. There's <laughs> way more than <laughs> way more than ten. Way more than
2: twenty. Well, we did games that we had already played. Oh, okay. And then we did our top 10 anticipated and Kevin and I chose different things for some of okay, them. Okay, so you didn't agree. And then, then we, we talked about ones that are going to be available for demo, but not purchase. So that's
3: at least 40 games. Ooh. Okay. I was going to say.
2: It could have been three videos.
5: It's an enormous <laughs> list. Kevin's like, well, here's the list. I was like, what in the world? That's not 10.
3: If you need the rundown
1: of games to check out that are coming to Essen, whether you're going or not, if you are going, come say hi to me and Sarah and Jonah and Chantel. Um uh, yeah, we've got a great video that Kevin and Wilson put together that includes a giant rundown of games that are coming. Uh, obviously, they can jump in left and right with some cool suggestions, I'm well, sure. I want
4: to know what Larry is excited <laughs> about.
1: Larry, what are you excited about? What's uh, what's coming soon
4: that caught your attention? Well, before the podcast, I pulled up the BGG Spiel 22 oh, preview. How many, do you know how many were on the list? 3,037. No, there's only like 800. Oh, yeah. There's three pages. So, <laughs> unless there's 1,000 <a laughs> on each four. page. <laughs> Um. So I sorted them by hottest thumbs up games. Mm. What's number Smart.
3: one? Wait, wait, can I guess? what number one is.
4: I don't know what number one was. <laughs> Did it start with an L. Oh, number one was. Oh, you'll never guess. He's Are you gonna
5: sure? let Kevin try. It'll be fun. Oh.
4: It's a board game by David Churchup. David Turksey. uh, uh no, Churchup. Oh, I don't know then. Uh, it's called Hamlet. The Village it Loading in. Game. Oh, that's only I like that was last year. Yeah, it's yeah, only for demo. they still um, not out. It's still not.
2: Crowdfunding, for, I think. Yeah, I mean, most it is thumbs, the highest. Oh, most ma-
4: thumbs up.
2: Maybe it's all the Kickstarter the most, backers.
4: Uh, most
5: anticipated so far. I was going to say, just looking at the list, I was like, oh, that sounds neat.
4: <laughs> right? It
1: is very cool looking.
4: I don't remember if this was in your list, but Tendaya looks pretty uh, It was not on cool. my list. Go for it's it. It's by Funforge. Um, It looks like uh, it's a game set in the Canary Islands in the 15th century, so the conquistadors are coming to take over the island, and you are a leader of an aboriginal tribe, and you have to make your tribe survive. Um, It looks uh, like it's a survival adventure with the soul of a Euro game. I guess the Euro game has died. (laughs) <laughs> but the soul remains in you. <laughs>
3: that's kinda of
4: funny. The soul is still there. Um <laughs> oh, that's great. there is time. a cooperative version, including solo player, and also a competitive ver- version. Um that's oh and really for versatile. and for Will, a traitor variant. I'm in, I'm in there. All oh the my things. goodness. So many. Um so apparently you have to like settle the islands, progress, and then battle the invaders that come in. Um, and try to be the most pleasing to your gods in the Canary Island, but looks pretty interesting. The art looks cool. It Looks like it might be a little thinker. Speaking of art, well, did you uh, see the game
3: The Great Split? Oh, I did not. You should look it up real quick while mm-hmm. I'm talking and see what your think, what your thoughts on. At least the box cover is cool, in my opinion. See if you also like it. The Great Split is an I split you choose game, but it's more than that because as you're getting um, things, um, gold and uh, jewels and things like that, you have your own little player board that you're advancing up these different tracks. Um, And you're getting bonuses along the way. It seemed like it was this track sort of movement plus this eye split you choose. It looked pretty cool.
1: Cool, coming from Horrible Guild. Yeah, it's got a nice little like modern Art Nouveau looking Mm -hmm. thing going on. That is really pretty. I like that.
2: So one that I can definitely recommend because I've played it is Tiletum from Board and Dice. It's another one in the T series of games. It has dice drafting and... Point salad and all sorts of move- moving pieces going around where you're trying to do a little bit of everything, but if you do a little bit of everything, you're not going to win because you really do need to yeah. focus, Let which I'm you. still uh, trying to focus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> trying to do every the, t- the game is too short to do very many do things. You, you
3: only have 12 dice in the whole 12 game. 12 actions.
2: Yeah. Whoa. But they're actually action points, so... You can sometimes do a lot with them. So when you draft a die... Sometimes. Yes. (laughs) When you draft a die, the pip value and color of the die is going to tell you how many resources and what resources you get.
1: A little coin bra action in there. I like it.
2: But the die is also on an action space. So the power of the action you take is the opposite side of the die. So if I get... Oh, I heard about this. If I get five resources the power of the action will only be two. Oh. And, and the like dice, hard it's kind like of a, a wheel. So all the twos in one round are going to be on the wagon action, and all the threes are going to be on the architect, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, it's that kind of brain melting of, oh, I need resources, oh, but I need to do the action. Is that enough action points for me to do the action, or do I need to? Never. Spend some gold, or and there's bonus tiles that can help. you So know, how much power AP did you have playing this? Because it sounds like you might have had um, a lot. There, there, there may have been a little bit. I, I would say there was a little bit from each player, and even Kevin, who's a fast they player, had some <laughs> AP.
4: I think overall we did pretty good. Yeah, we moved through it pretty On good it. until the like final round. Final <laughs> round. <Final laughs> until the AP.
1: fifth hour. How long yeah. we game? I think
3: no, it was, it was, it was like two and, and a half. Two and a half, three, three hours, yeah, yeah. and then, and Jonah and Larry, that was their first time playing. So, I mean, yeah. because it was teaching a little bit of that, so. right,
4: right, yeah. It was, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty fun. Like, like she said, it's it's definitely a lot of things to do, and you got to kind of prioritize correctly and hone in on what you are gonna and do and get
2: bonus tiles oh, like Jonah.
4: Yes, that I didn't. That dude. was good. Jonah, Jonah win again. Them. He won. Oh, Jonah. Yeah.
3: Did you ever I play like three points? That uh, was close. Did no. you play Takenu? You, you probably like Takenu, Larry.
1: Do you guys know anything about the game Weather Machine from Eagle Griffin Games?
3: I've heard of that game. I think that went to Kickstarter. Um,
1: it looks super cool.
3: Their games look really cool, but it's a Vitaliserta game, I believe. And it's going to be so heavy. I don't
1: think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like 150 minutes. It might be 150
3: minutes. That's over. That's two and a half hours. That means it's a three and a half hour. game. Three and and a half hour game. Letting you know. It looks cool. It does look pretty cool.
1: Players got their own boards where it looks like they're doing some. I don't know if it's engine building, but definitely upgrading and laddering stuff and big, huge board in the middle. Tons of components. The box cover looks great as well. I'm interested in learning more.
2: Katie, one of the ones on our list is one that you and Ryan played with us, "Lacrimosa," the one with uh, Mozart. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that one?
5: I at first I was a little overwhelmed with like all of the different parts of the board and all the different actions, and I didn't quite figure. I couldn't quite figure out how they were all going to fit together to make any sort of points. <laughs> but um, toward I think there are there four movements or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. they're four movements which is basically like four rounds where you get a couple of actions during each one but um i I think it was around the third one that i was like okay now i figured out what i need to do to try to get points (laughs) was a little late in the game for that but
2: yeah um, we were we had a time like restraint so we were kind of pushing through a little bit too
5: yeah ryan did win
2: but um Um,
5: it's yeah, he. I think he just like I only know how to do this one thing so I'm going to do this one thing and it worked out well for him and I tried to do my one thing and it didn't work out well for me at all.
2: <laughs> so this is from Devere Games and it's about Mozart and his life. It's a multi-use card game where you're either using the card for the action or you're using it for something kind of like income and each turn you have to take from your hand of, I think four cards, one to put in the action slot and one to put in the income slot. So you have to make that decision every single turn for two cards. And then one of your actions is basically purchasing new action cards. And if you do that, you're basically trashing the card that you put at the bottom of your board for the income and putting the new income card you can really
5: shoot yourself in the foot that way. <laughs> FYI, I, yeah. I bet I bet really strongly that I would be able to get a certain card. So I was trashing this card, and then I was going to buy a card that was going to give me, like, two more of that action. Instead, Kevin bought it before I did, and it left me completely without one of the actions available.
1: Oh,
3: sorry, <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Devastating. So that, that
5: was... Yeah, I mean he didn't know he was doing that to me, but I let him know very strongly that's what had just happened.
3: <laughs> Think of that as like I was I was on Twitter the other day and someone was like, you know when they're in basketball and they like someone does a good block, you know what and they they cheer you on, you know. They, uh, even the uh, the uh, opposing players cheer you, No one like cheers you on when you do a good block uh, in like board games. Good board so. games.
0: No,
5: why, why is just
3: that Katie? angry eyes? There's a lot,
5: yeah. Well, in my case, there was a lot of Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> you just killed my game. It was an Kevin! unintentional block. I got you. It was. okay. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't no. doing it on purpose. No. He claimed he also needed that card. I did need it. That's what he claimed. I don't think it was a. hate But he card. didn't win.
1: He didn't I did not
3: win. It. I was not doing well with my strategy either. But anyway, I still enjoy playing that one. So.
1: One of the other ones that I was checking out is uh, the new Wayfarers of the South Tigris from hill Games. Uh, I assume that'll be Renegade Games as well. It's usually who publishes theirs. And it's, a, I don't know if it's the second or the third in the South Tigris ed- edition, second. Um, I mean, I always enjoy their games when they put them out. They all share that same iconography and uh, illustration style, but then always introduce some type of new mechanic that's interesting and fascinating. So I'll be curious to learn more about that one.
3: Um, you need to pick up Animals of Baker Street. Animals
1: of Baker Street.
3: That is from Yellow, France. I don't know if it ever will come to America because Ooh. Yellow and Yellow are two separate companies now. Yellow of North America and Yellow of France. They like sort of separated somehow. I don't know what that all means oh, business-wise. Divorce. Wise. Yeah, I don't hmm?
4: know. divorce. <laughs> there was a divorce. It was a Yellow
0: divorce. <laughs> Who's getting the kids?
4: Yellow.
3: But anyway... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Animals on Baker Street is a deduction style game that has really cute like animals as the. Um,
2: it's kind of like the animals around Sherlock Holmes' office are right. the ones solving the crimes. The crimes. Oh, I, it, I actually
3: saw.
1: I did see Smart for this or something. It does, it, like it does fun. look fun. Pretty cool. Yeah.
5: So it's kind of like the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, it's almost the like, the like that art. Too. Really? Yeah. It looks really. Oh, neat. Yeah. yeah well that's. We just showed that to our kids. Somebody just told me I need they to were check a out. They scared. It was intense for a three year old, but be. they didn't catch any of the meanings of anything. But Ryan and I enjoyed watching it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, this isn't coming new, but somebody just told me I need to check this out. It's called Time Bomb Evolution from Yellow. And it's like don't mess with Cthulhu but to the next level. I, yeah. I don't you have like what yeah. what
5: would be the next level?
1: Instead Bro- of. boom oh. up. Yeah. Well that's true. <laughs> Uh, instead of having like pointless cards that have nothing on them, almost all the cards in the game have some type of bomb on them. And as long as you don't set off too many of the bomb or something like that, I don't know, I haven't played yet, then it doesn't go off. So you can keep drawing like three yellow bombs, but if you get a fourth one, then you die. So you're trying to get like, here's a blue one, here's a yellow one. I don't have any red ones. Come over to me. I'm safe. Same basic mechanics, but the cards you're flipping are different. I'm ready. I'm ready to try it. Bring it on.
5: As I say, that does sound like something you'd be interested right in, for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, anyone else? I mean, Kevin and I could talk for 45 minutes because that's what we did on our other video. I say, or you could just go
4: 45 watch that video. minutes? <laughs> it was a lot. Whoa. One. <laughs> I knew
1: I watched it well, really they fast. have but...
5: 40 games on their list. That's true. That's They're true. only talking a minute about each one. That's true.
1: <laughs> go for it. What else you got? What's the, what's the
4: next hotness? Did you guys see? Uh, get to see Marrakesh at Gen Con? Um we at Gen Con we walked by
3: the Queen Games booth and saw it. But we because we were so busy by ourselves, we didn't get to actually like sit down and play it. Although um I've heard good things about it from yeah. Psychic Larry.
4: Yeah, it it was a super fun game. Um played it with a few fellows that I don't remember names. Actually, no, it was Marty from Roland. Dice, Dice and taking names. Yeah, that guy. Connell. Yeah, that one. Um and then
1: Tony, was he there? Jeremy. Travis, Jeremy. Jeremy
4: Howard. Yeah, heard. yeah. And another guy from whatever, I forget his name. is. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Did all right. He was in the big leagues there hanging he out pulled, with the-
5: He pulled two names out of I don't remember anybody. <laughs> so that was pretty good.
4: Oh, two out of three. The third guy is listening to the podcast I think it's. Like, jerk. <laughs> it's a good thing they don't watch. <laughs> Um, it's a good game. I, it says it's coming out in Q4 though. So I don't know if they'll have anything. I, they'll probably they'll be, be demoing it, it But they may not be. Yeah. It's a, it's the third of their, I think the third one in their city collection, new city collection of games. It's the new one. The other ones are remakes of the other, other games that Steffenfeld has published yeah, yeah. already. Cool. But it's a cool one.
1: Put it on the checkout list. There you go. Steal it.
2: So uh, not confusing (laughs) at all, but on our list is Woodcraft.
3: And Woodcraft. Wordcraft. Wordcraft.
5: (laughs) 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 Kevin, you didn't say the other one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woodcraft and Wordcraft. Woodcraft is from Delicious Games, I believe. Uh, Vladimir Suchet or something. Uh, He's done Underwater Cities, Praga Kaput Regni, some games that I really love. So he's one of the designers on that. And it involves some sort of dice. I don't know a lot about the game yet, but based on the designer and other things he's done, I'm really interested in that one. Woodcraft, it's going to be a medium-heavy Euro. And then Wordcraft.
1: Totally different game.
2: Deals with uh, words. (laughs) And you're trying to make words with them, but there's... Almost an area majority or control aspect where as you use letters, you put your tokens on them. I saw the board for this. It looks interesting. And the people who have the most tokens are going to score for those letters. And then I think there's bonuses for using letters in certain ways. So
1: Area control Scrabble.
2: I I love word games. And I just thought that would sound very interesting. Wordcraft. Uh, Is that from Artipia? Yes,
3: that's from Artipia. Craft. So I think they need to go watch our video to check out the other ones, though. I want to hear what Will's excited about for his trip to Essen.
1: Oh, well, first off, food.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I mean, the games would probably be great, too. But uh, we had a blast last year when Sarah, myself, Jonah and Chantel had an opportunity. Is that your
3: first year or you, is that your second year? It was
1: year? my second year. Okay. It was Jonah and Chantel's first year. Okay. And I think it was like it was Sarah's first time out of the country. Uh, I don't think anybody else had been to Germany. Cool. It was a it was a great time and this year we are flying into london which is crazy timing considering everything that's happening on that side of the world uh so that'll be interesting to see i'm a little like i'm a little nervous about lines and traffic and craziness i'm also very excited to be able to be there at this time in world history um, So we're going to be landing there. We'll be heading over. We'll be catching a train to Germany where we'll be catching up with uh, our international intern, Tina, who, do you guys know this? I'm going to announce this. I hope it's okay with her. Ah, she's having another baby.
4: A second oh second one. Spoilers. Wow. Right? Spoiler
1: <laughs> she, she The way she revealed it to me was she was like, uh, I'm going to need another shirt. It needs to be larger. And I was like. Okay, yeah, that's
5: how
1: she revealed it to you. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Cause I'm pregnant." Oh, right. congratulations!
5: Well, she revealed that she um, was having a, her, first, her baby first baby by, by showing- being like, "Here's my son on a Zoom call." And we're like, right. "What?" <laughs>
3: Well, just want to let you know that Sarah did go with you to Essen in 2019.
1: She did. I'm sorry. Wait very...
3: oh <laughs> <For> a second. <laughs> her Sarah's first time first being I was overseas. Not last year that I'm came out at the video that they put together right. for twenty nineteen. She
1: obviously went with me the, uh, the year before, which, which right. that one was her first time.
3: <laughs>
1: she was a pro second time around. Thanks for. Uh, I'm sure everybody else did the same thing. Like, didn't he just say they both went? Um so, we'll be hanging out with Tina as well as a number of other people. I think we've got a meetup going on. So, if you're going to be over there and you want to secretly crash our party, uh, we are going to be hanging out Thursday night with Martin Poole and a bunch of other good friends over there uh, at a taco bar in town. So, that should be a lot of fun. And but then
5: that was great information for anybody who wanted to. Right. Crash I don't, the I don't party. remember
1: what the name of the place is, but find the <laughs> taco, taco bar in. I think the website was literally like taco De. So, there you go. Check it out. I think that might be it, or there might be a dash or something. Uh, but we're going to be hanging <laughs> out, having some fun in the evenings and playing lots of games during the day. We are going to be demoing again for Genius Games and helping them run their booth. And they've got some, uh, I don't think they have any brand, well, they do have at least one brand new one. They've got like Coral Reef, um, which is a new version of their ecosystem game. And then they'll finally have uh, a couple of the other games that were being printed last year. And they're, they're actually re- releasing them this year. Is Tacobar.de a thing? What are you looking it's at? It's
3: really close. Do you really only say it out loud? <laughs> <laughs> it's tacos-bar.de.
1: There you go. Check it out. Thursday night. Come say hi. We'll pack out the whole place. Everybody in the world will be there. Um, so yeah, food is a great time. Uh, After the event, we're headed back to London for the week. We're going to catch a football soccer football game and do lots of sightseeing and and generally have a wonderful time. So very much looking forward to the trip. I only have two weeks, though, which means I got to get a lot of work done before then. I think that pretty much wraps up our episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will uh, we we got to talk about um, Cobra Kai here sometime soon. You guys caught up on that I've one yet? I've not even
3: started the next season. Oh, I would get like, in there! Soon. How That's many seasons are there?
1: Four, five. I, don't know what this season is, I
3: think this is season five.
1: Whatever the newest one is, I'm watching it, and it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> when did it start
0: from the
4: beginning. Rings of yeah. power, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie. so many things. <laughs> you start from the movie. Yeah, you
1: got to go back to 1980 something when the original movie came out. Go do that and then come listen in. We'll catch you
4: guys next time. Bye. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House 306 Barry Drive. That's B A R R Y. Greer, South Carolina, 29650.